Good evening, ladies and gents. This is my third time attempting to start the recording. Um, That should tell you how my life usually goes. I'm always having to restart things um, just to get them flowing properly. Um, It is Wednesday, September 16th. It's 2020. If you have made it this far into this year and you still feel like you have no idea what the fuck is going on, um, you're not alone. I, I feel like... I feel like this year has has brought up a lot of things that many of us needed to see, both uh, globally and uh, and personally, Um, and it's forcing us into some uncomfortable growth, but um, not all is bad, it just, it can seem frightening, especially if you are living with anxiety, and by living with anxiety I actually mean an anxiety disorder, um, which is something completely different from anxiety. So, that's what I'll actually be talking about tonight. Uh, right now I'm at home, my four-year-old is in the other room. He may come in and out at times and make noise, per usual. But I've got some dreamsicle incense, which is absolutely luxurious. I've got that burning right now. And I just broke a candle holder trying to close my window. Um, yeah, it was a cheap dollar store candle holder, but it doesn't matter because I loved it and I take care of whatever I have, cheap or not. <laughs> so I'm sad because it's broken. I guess it was, I guess it was time for my candle holder to go. I don't know. Sometimes I just think I'm incredibly clumsy. But anyways, I hope you, you all are finding yourself, um, in a good place this evening. I know me, I'm... I am exhausted right now. I get up really early in the morning. I currently work at a warehouse, so I get up super early in the morning, and even though I get home before 3 p.m. typically, I feel like I want to crash. Um, my body my body, and my mind don't know what to do with all this, with, with the shift in my schedule, um, because I'm used to being home at like 5 p.m., and you know, having a few hours to get ready for bed. Now I have all this time, but I'm still tired and dealing with a four-year-old and dealing with my cat and trying to maintain a household. So yeah, if you are a, a parent or a single parent, um, boy, my heart is with you. Like, I feel like right now it's, it's, it's tougher than it was before. Um, but then again, I'm I'm one of those people who's introverted, so typically I'm isolated anyways because I hang out with myself all the time. Um, hopefully, hopefully, though, you guys are having a good evening. Um, okay, so anxiety. Uh, anxiety is a. Uh, it's um. It's one of those things that I think. When it's mentioned to many other people, just in general. Um, it's not typically taken the same way as, as, um, if you were to say anxiety disorder, you know, when I talk about anxiety or I have anxiety, it's not, um, like, oh, like I have a pimple and I just need to pop it and (laughs) clear it up or like, you know, make sure they eat healthy. Um, it's, when I say I have anxiety, uh, it's I have an anxiety disorder, um, which I've noticed a lot that like people seem to think that anxiety is something that is very easily dealt with. And while there are 
some really good tools to help a person manage um, an anxiety disorder, it's not, it's not, it's not a fun thing to live with, um, (laughs) it's certainly like having a monkey on your shoulder, I don't know how anyone else would describe theirs, but for me it can be very distracting and worrisome, um, so anxiety is actually defined, anxiety itself is defined as a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. Now, that's just anxiety. You know, like, say you are are concerned about a a test that you have to pass, your driver's test. I know we all all had to go through that at some points, getting your driver's license. That was probably nerve-wracking for some people. Or, like, doing your, your ACTs in high school. Things like that can bring about, like, a normal amount of anxiety. Um, So that's the anxiety I just defined, which you can find on Google. Thank you. Thank you, Google. Um, But the anxiety that I'm going to be talking about tonight is, in general, um, dealing with anxiety disorders um, and just kind of covering what those are like and what it's like for me personally dealing with it. And just, I think, how to go about trying to take the edge off of anxiety. Because, like any other mental illness, it doesn't go away. It's there. But it's something that you have to learn to to balance. um, That you have to learn to kind of manage. Because it just doesn't go away. It's never really going to. And I think that that's something that many many people do not fully understand um I'm, I'm hoping that you know as we as we grow as a society people will continue to take the time to listen and and try to understand mental health more for themselves and for others especially in interacting with others because a lot of times we we can dismiss someone else's um mental health and just say oh you'll be fine you'll be okay and that's really um it's kind of damaging to other people especially if they are you know like if you're not on someone else's head you have no idea what it's like for them to struggle you have no idea what it's like for them to have to go day by day hour by hour dealing with a specific mental illness everybody has their demons you know but I don't necessarily look at mental illness as a demon. I just look at mental illnesses more as, like, um, sensitivities to certain things. Um, And also, um, one thing I should mention is I am not a licensed professional. Uh, I do want to be a therapist one day. But I may suggest certain things or I may offer up what I do to try to help alleviate things because I don't go to therapy. Um, It's extremely expensive. uh, And I don't have insurance, but... I will offer up my thoughts on how to deal with certain things. But first and foremost, if you have access to it, please go ahead and go to a professional and sit down and talk with someone and find the right person who can help you um, create the tools that will help you have a better, more balanced life, regardless of the type of mental illness. It doesn't have to be anxiety, obviously. Um... So, anxiety for me personally has been one of those things that I don't think I realized 
it was there or that I had it up until a few years ago. Um, the more that I got into obviously interacting with other people and had, you know, different romantic relationships and, and, um, engaged and connected with other people, the more I kind of became self-aware, I would say. I guess self-aware is the, the, the word I'm looking for. Um, kind of more aware of like my thoughts and how my thoughts can be completely different from someone else's thoughts and just how my thoughts and my mind really kind of create that atmosphere kind of shape my view my perception of others and what's going on around me and what could possibly happen um I can definitely tell you that some of the anxiety or, or um, the anxiety disorder that I deal with definitely has um, a genetic connection. I know my sisters have anxiety. I know my mom does. Um, it's very, very, very obvious in in my observation, my personal observation of just kind of being around my family members. Um, but there's definitely a, a genetic component there. And then there's... there's you know, the fact that, um, I had quite an unstable childhood, and I I think that certainly contributed to, um, having the, having an unfun anxiety disorder, um, so it's one of those things that, it's like having a monkey on your shoulder, or just kind of having that constant worry but it's more than just a constant worry when it comes to dealing with an anxiety disorder um it's it's almost this constant need to seek out and try to structure everything to make sure that everything doesn't fall apart doesn't fall apart at least that's how it is that's how it is you know that's how it is for me i can be a bit obsessive compulsive about things or just try to always stay ahead of the bad things that I think could happen and part of that is from experience like I have actually had you know some some kind of uncomfortable things happen and so when it comes down to it there's part of that that there's that part of me that wants to be prepared but the anxiety can take over and it can really just um bring on racing thoughts, the need to try to control things, um, the inability to focus is, is, could be one huge thing for me, I know that I think my, one of my sisters deals with that, where it's, you know, when she has anxiety, it can be hard for her to focus, um, and you can become almost kind of just, not necessarily catatonic, but you kind of just zone out and disassociate, um, but an anxiety disorder is so, completely different from just having normal anxiety and I think that many individuals do not understand that you know I could tell someone um I have anxiety and they would look at me and you know go well you just need to focus on the positive or you just need to um you know you 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 just need to accept things the way they are okay these are these are great great spiritual 
you know, mottos, um, and to a certain extent, they're helpful. But when you have an actual anxiety disorder, telling someone, you know, oh, you, you just need to relax, you just need to focus, just don't worry about what happens tomorrow. That, yeah, sorry, anxiety disorders don't listen to that. Um, they don't necessarily respond. Those things can kind of take the edge off a little bit, but they don't really help retrain the mind um, to get into a grounded place where it feels safe, where it feels like, okay, I don't always have to be 10 steps ahead, (laughs) which is another thing about anxiety, I think. Um, You can always feel like you need to be ahead, constant worry about the future, worry about um, reactions from from other people. I think I wrote down a list of like some of like what it looks like in my head or like what it feels like or what I what I stress and worry over pretty consistently. Um, so my anxiety can come in the form of just like worrying about money um, like and this is kind of like a normal anxiety I think that like anyone would would feel this way, you know, not having enough money, worrying, you know, what happens if I become homeless, what if I've never become financially successful, um, anxiety over physical health, chronic fatigue, headaches, uh, will I have enough energy on any specific day, um, if I eat something, will I start feeling sick, because I have a super sensitive stomach, um, work, if I go to a job, you know, Will I, will I be fired over something? Will they let me go? Will there be conflict at work that causes me to feel stressed out? Um, if I address something with someone that, you know, may cause conflict, you know, will I have an abrasive reaction? Will they blow up at me? Um, can I handle that type of explosive reaction if there is an explosive reaction? But it goes beyond just those 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 feelings too. Like I'm I'm summing it up, and still it's not just that. It can be anxiety can be literally just like uh, grabbing on to one thought and literally not being able to let it go. Like I have to get this done. I have to get this done. I have to get this done. And it's really uncomfortable. Like it's not a fun thing to think. Okay, I can't focus on anything else until I have this one thing done. Be very. It can be very very obsessive um and without proper management on anxiety disorders it can it can it can definitely affect social life work life um a number of things hi hi yep there's my four-year-old he comes to interrupt all right go get dressed and go play you can take him out with you go on I'm busy at the moment. I'll snuggle with you later. I'm busy too. Okay, I'll take. Story of my life. Always, always, always being interrupted. Alright. Um, yes, so. Having an anxiety disorder can look like. Oi! Well, it it can look like, you know, being laser focused on something, as I said, and not being able to draw my attention away from that. 
and then not knowing how to refocus. Um, and it can really detract from being able to connect with with others. Um, I mean, granted, I don't need to connect as much, but it can take away from having a life where there is more peace of mind and that could be one of the reasons why I'm always seeking out like peace and calm is because I've dealt with having an anxiety disorder because I've dealt with a number of uncomfortable situations um, with regards to relationships where <laughs> I just need that peace and calm um But it can cause me to fixate on things. Um, and I think that a lot of... I think that many other people can relate to this. You'll fixate on something and not be able to get it out of your head. Until you feel like you've gotten to a solution. Or you feel like that thing has been taken care of. Or, you know, whether it's a bill has been paid. Whether it's a conversation that needs to be had with a boss at work. Um, it can just... It can really take over um, your mind. And... I think that at the time that we're in right now, anybody who does deal with an anxiety disorder is probably kind of feeling the intensity of it simply because um, there's a lot going on in terms of job losses and there's a lot going on in terms of just lack of security in the world right now, especially in the U.S., And when you have an anxiety disorder and then you have an external stressor like, you know, a job loss or not making enough money or not getting enough hours, um, it it is an added weight that really just kind of can truly affect, truly affect um, any any growth that someone has had in an area where they've learned to manage their anxiety. Um, and I'm not one necessarily for medication. I'm not against it. I think that, you know, there are probably certain medications that can help with anxiety, but from, from what I've heard from other people who, who do have anxiety disorders and have taken medication, they didn't like it. It made them feel not themselves. It made them feel... Uh, sleepy or tapped out or just disassociated um, sick to their stomach and I almost feel like symptoms like that would just add to anxiety they wouldn't help so um, a lot of what I use because I again don't have a therapist a lot of what I use in terms of tools um, to help get me through tough days, days where I'm over exhausted, or just kind of help try to maintain a routine where I can have some sort of balance. It's hard to have balance when you're a single parent. Like, let's just be real. It's just, I always feel like I'm running around or just, there's always something to take care of. And there are areas where I have to slack off because I have to have some rest. Um, and that, at times can bum me out, but I try to remind myself that I'm doing this on my own. So, um, there are a few tools that I utilize in order to help alleviate my own anxiety because I don't use medication, because I don't have talk therapy. Um, but the first step here is just awareness. 
But first up here is awareness of your anxiety when it starts to creep up. You know, do you know what it looks like when when you start to feel that anxiety kind of taking over, you know, the the driver's seat. For me, I get irritable. I get irritable. Um I can feel very tired. Uh I know I can start to feel sometimes my heart racing, but not always, or I'll have like shortness of breath, uh, but usually I'll start to feel like irritable and just overstimulated, like my nerves and my body will just feel like they're just on edge, um, and that's when I know, okay, like I need to take a step back, I need to have some me time, whether it's 10 minutes, 30 minutes, 2 hours. Um and my 4-year-old god love him. I try to try to explain to him like, "Hey, mommy needs me time. Mommy is tired." And leave it at that cuz he doesn't he doesn't know everything. You know, kids are smart, but they don't understand the extent of dealing with an anxiety disorder. Um so for me, it is kind of the first step in in even utilizing any tools is awareness. Awareness of okay, my anxiety is at a place where I'm starting to get, you know, super anxious. Um, typically when I'm dealing with, say, like a panic attack because of anxiety, I actually have to just let it go through and like write it out. It's almost like you can't avoid that. I, I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but for me, it's like, it's like a wave that you have to write out. You cannot avoid it. You just have to let it like run through and let the energy kind of like you know, disperse itself from your body, um, and, and thank God I have my cat there, he comes around when I do deal with the panic attacks, and he, he just come, he comes to me, and he, he loves on me, so, um, with regards to that, um, well, one of your tools can be an animal, animals are great for anxiety, my cat, <laughs> my cat does a really good job of knowing when I'm anxious and tired and he just comes and he will literally like lay on me like just like a pancake I guess like he just smothers me um and he'll purr on me and then he'll leave so if you have an anxiety disorder you know cats aren't tools they're animals (laughs) but one tool can be cuddling with your pet or you know like pets sense that they're super intelligent like probably far more intelligent than we are in some ways because they do work a lot off of intuition um so having an animal a dog or a cat available you know can help kind of diffuse some of that chaotic energy that comes up from um anxiety when it does get intense um but another thing like i said aside from having that awareness is going on to knowing what to do. So a diet is super important. Now I love coffee and I can't completely avoid it. So typically they tell you if you have an anxiety disorder, um, to avoid caffeine, but I'm a tired mama, so I can't completely avoid caffeine. <laughs> uh, but I do try to avoid my, the amount that I consume, you know, I just have it in the morning now. I don't even consume energy drinks anymore, which I used to a lot because I was dead exhausted. Um, so diet is super important. Um, knowing what else to put in my body. I love chocolate. 
But I think that chocolate actually does contribute to um, anxiety. It, that also has caffeine in it, I believe. Chocolate has caffeine. So, um, eating simple meals, like um, not eating super spicy foods, which... <laughs> I love spicy food. Um, not eating super spicy foods is supposed to help because when your heart rate goes up, your body can kind of panic and, and spicy foods can kind of cause your your heart rate to go up. Um, at least mine it does. So, But I'm sensitive, so there's that. Um, diet, again, like eating balanced simple meals. For me, like oatmeal's good, good in the morning. Um, or eggs are great, like really simple. Steak and sweet potatoes. Um, I don't really cook much else. Chicken and sweet potatoes. <laughs> Making my own food at home kind of helps. Um, so, after diet would be getting rest. Getting enough rest. Which I never feel like I get enough rest. So, I do try. I do try to um, get enough rest. If you are struggling with anxiety. If you live with an anxiety disorder, it is important to make sure you get enough rest. Um, senses, when it comes to feeling overstimulated, which can happen a lot um, with an anxiety disorder, it's important to have things that have weight to them. This is why they have like weighted blankets. Um, I've found that it actually helps me to sleep better, which again, I said, you need, you need good sleep if you want to help manage an anxiety disorder. You'll need good sleep. Um, so I don't have a weighted blanket. Um, but I do have things like I'll, I'll have pillows on me or like next to me. Like things around me that kind of help um, take the take the edge off of my nerves. Or kind of like act as like a buffer for like my nervous system. Because at any given time my nervous system could be overstimulated. And it almost feels like I do not have that control. So having those comfort items there, having a weighted blanket that kind of helps suppress the nervous system just a little bit so that you can relax or having like pillows, my pillows do have some weight to them, having those pillows there can help. Um, and that is actually what my cat does too, he acts as kind of like a weighted blanket I guess, he just comes and lays on me, I didn't even think about that till now. Um... So yes, like ha having items that help with overstimulation, that help to kind of put pressure onto the body or act as like a counter pressure on the nervous system can definitely help. It's a great tool. Um, another thing is time alone. Time alone doing breathing, meditation, and yoga. Um, I kind of lump all those three together because sometimes my yoga is incorporating a meditation um but taking that time to just sit down and breathe and like try to focus on letting f letting thoughts flow because that's really all you can do is let those thoughts flow and not heavily attach yourself to one thought which is what happens with an anxiety disorder you can definitely attach yourself to a lot of worrisome or negative thoughts. Um, what meditation helps me do, and I do guided meditations. Um, yoga with Adrian on YouTube has guided meditations. That's what I use. You know, you don't have to sit there and 
turn on some incense and, you know, have a bell ringing and be alone with nothing. I, I utilize YouTube for a lot of things. Um, so that's what I do. I also down and do a meditation to kind of help as, as preventative care. So the yoga, the meditation, um, deep breathing is a form of just preventative care while some of the other things kind of come after anxiety kind of rides up. Um, yoga, meditation, and breathing are more of a preventative tool for me to help manage and balance my exhaustion, my mental exhaustion specifically, but physical exhaustion too, and just help reset my mind. Um, meditation definitely does help with a little bit of a reset. These aren't things that necessarily fix the anxiety that I live with, but they, again, do help take the edge off. Um, so, I guess I, I guess I should have done this a little bit differently, but I do feel like a lot of times all I have the time to do is, like, a stream of consciousness talk. So, <laughs> as I mentioned, you have things that you can, tools you can utilize that I utilize, um when anxiety has kind of already taken over and then you have some preventative measures and you know I've come to realize that I'm not actually as alone in in dealing with an anxiety disorder it's not always as obvious to people I tend to be (laughs) I tend to kind of shelter my emotions a lot people say that they aren't really able to read me so it can look like I'm either mad or just cold-hearted, and I'm not. Sometimes it's just like I've learned to have to put on like that brave face and shelter those emotions. Uh, because I think that in general, we as a society aren't necessarily well brought up or trained to deal with the uncomfortable emotions that can show when... An anxiety disorder expresses itself. or And I think I'm also just one of those people who just doesn't show emotion like that. I'm more like a, like Eeyore <laughs> in some ways. I can be very mellow about things. Uh, but the truth is, is many people struggle with anxiety. I think it's something like over 40 million Americans. I need to look up this statistic again. I had it... I had it um, in. I had it in a uh, an article that I was looking at, but there are many people that struggle with it, and, and even if that forty million is correct, uh, the truth is, is I think that many more people actually struggle with anxiety disorders than what is known, just because. It can be a kind of hard thing to talk about, um, and it can be very isolating dealing with anxiety because it can tell you a lot of things about yourself that just may not be true, or a lot of things about other people's perceptions and reactions that may not necessarily be true. Um, get out of there, kiddo. Get out of there. So... Uh, I'm on one of the articles I was looking at, and here, this is the Mayo Clinic. 
This article says, um, in preventative care to get help early. Well, with anxiety, that can be kind of hard, honestly. I, I can tell you the truth because anxiety kind of tricks you into thinking, well, that your thoughts are really true when they may not necessarily be true just because you're thinking it doesn't mean it's true. Um, so getting help early, um, well, I think we as a society need to become more warm towards the idea of being allowing of, of people sharing their feelings when they do have anxiety and not just judging them or telling them to suck it up or to focus on the positive. So here it says get help early, stay active, and avoid alcohol or drug use. Um, I don't drink much alcohol anyways, but the the idea is that you don't really want to compromise the nervous system and overstimulate it because the anxiety will rise to a level that could lead to, you know, a blow-up or, you know, a major inability to cause fights and stuff. And I don't really think that anyone, you know, you don't want to ruin your relationships just because you have anxiety. Okay, so, um, dealing with an anxiety disorder, here are some of the complications that actually can arise from it. And I can relate to a lot of these. Perhaps you can. So there is depression, which it actually states often occurs with an anxiety disorder. There's substance misuse, which makes sense because obviously you're trying to get rid of those unwanted negative thoughts, those unwanted worrisome thoughts. And sometimes people rely on drugs to do that. Um, another complication is trouble sleeping, insomnia. I'm telling you, like, (laughs) uh, this is very much the truth. Sometimes my mind will be awake at 2 a.m. and it's ridiculous and I won't be able to go back to sleep. Uh, it also states digestive or bowel problems, headaches and chronic pain. I do deal with those as well. Um, social isolation. Now, I, I'm naturally introverted, so I'm happy spending time by myself. But maybe you deal with social isolation when you don't want to. It can be hard to go and just speak to someone if you're dealing with, say, like a social anxiety disorder or just a general anxiety disorder. Um, it, it can be very isolating. Um, it can cause problems functioning and at school and at work. This is so true because it helps. Not helps. That's not the right word. It distracts you a lot when, you know, you have all these worrisome thoughts popping up. You have one thought that you just cannot get rid of. It's like a parasite. It can cause you to lose focus a lot. It can cause you to um, constantly go back over something that you thought you did and you can't remember if you did or not. Um, And sadly down here, it also says that there's suicide among a lot of people with anxiety disorders, which... um, that too does make sense. Um, now the reason that I'm reading these off is because I shared some of my experience and what it feels like for me, but these are just general, you know, general um, symptoms or things that happen that kind of come along with anxiety and hopefully. I not I don't want you to, to relate to this, but maybe you can relate to this and feel a little bit less alone in struggling with some of these things. Um, anxiety and depression t- together can be quite 
quite a hefty weight to carry. Um, it's like having a monkey and it's like having two monkeys on your back. One that's like huge and heavy and like gorilla sized and the other one that's like chittery and like jumping from place to place. Um, it can be, it can be quite a double whammy to deal with both depression and anxiety. So, I'm hoping that by simply just talking about this and sharing some of my thoughts and some of my experience, that you'll feel a little less alone if you have an anxiety disorder or if you're just going through a shit time and do not know how to manage and you feel very alone because you have no one to talk to or you feel uncomfortable sharing your thoughts. I think that's one thing as a society that we need to really become more empathetic about is listening to people's thoughts, taking them at their word, understanding that their their struggle may be very, very, very real for them. And it is very real for them just because we can't physically see it, which is, you know, part of the, part of the problem with, with mental illness is not, not all of it expresses itself physically. It's very much in the head and you never know what's driving a person to think or act a certain way. But I think we can all take the time to have a little bit more compassion for those who say, like, I have this disorder, I struggle with this. And just understand that, like, brushing someone aside or brushing off their pain and saying, hey, yeah, like, you'll get through it, it's just a tough time, or like, don't worry, you'll be fine, really can be counterintuitive to helping someone to see that, like, what they're thinking and feel feeling is valid and that it's okay for them to open up and talk about their feelings and dealing with their anxiety and, and you know what they're consistently worried or anxious about and it's okay for them to ask for help um many times i have found that when i was having really bad days with my anxiety just going and talking to someone and just spilling my guts basically kind of helps now um I think that if you can going and sitting down with a licensed and trained therapist and getting some cognitive behavioral therapy would be crucial along with building a good support and a good network of friends who can understand you who know how to be there, who know how to be supportive, who know how to ask, like, hey, I don't know how to help, but can I help? Can you tell me how to help? Those types of things can help a person feel like, you know, like, a little less alone in, you know, managing a mental illness like an anxiety disorder. But anyways, uh, I think think I've rambled on for quite a bit, and I'm hoping that most of that made sense to you. Again, I'll say... If this is not something that's for you, pass it on to someone that you think that it might help. Um, because you never know. Like, I believe that we all should be sharing our stories. We should all be sharing um, our struggles, our triumphs, so that we can help others. I think that's the point of sharing any story. I love when people share their stories with me. Because I like to be inspired. It helps me feel like, you know, hey, if that person can get through it, so can I. Uh... Anyways, if this did help, um, please continue to listen. I will be back next week with more more content. Um, and some of it will deal with mental health, and some of it will deal with 
spirituality. Um, I'm thinking of actually bringing some people on to talk with me. And I like to open up a forum to ask questions because I want to, I want to, I want to get some other people's experiences and and share those as well. I don't want to make it just about my experiences because mine is like one little window into, you know, love and life and mental health. And there's so many more perspective, perspectives and experiences out there that need to be shared that can definitely add to what I'm saying. Anyways, I hope you guys have a wonderful evening and that you can at least find some peace of mind tonight. Um, And the one last thing I would say, just make peace your priority. Easier said than done, but seek it out day by day, minute by minute, by being kind to yourself and by being kind to others. Have a good evening, guys.